Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about Rembrandts in your attic. In other words, what do you know that the world needs to know? What are the secrets that are up there? Join me, Bill Kasky here. Glad you're with me today. Back at the Bill Kasky Podcast. Glad to have you. Uh, if you want more information on some of the work that we do, you can go to BillKasky.com. C-A-S-K-E-Y. And we will accommodate you. There's a place there you can also get on our wait list for one of our new programs that we're offering. Going to be spinning up another High Achiever Academy program. If you're interested, get on the wait list and we'll be in touch with you in some way. You know, I read a lot and I'm reading a book right now by a guy named Daniel Priestley. He's a British dude. I think, I think he's British. And he wrote a book called 24 Assets. I highly recommend it. It's probably more of a book for CEOs, entrepreneurs, presidents, uh, owners of companies. But there are many chapters in there that relate to uh, anybody who's listening, salesperson, VP of sales. And the subtitle of the book is Create a Digital, Scalable, Valuable, and Fun Business that Will Thrive in a Fast-Changing World. Well, obviously, our world is fast-changing. One of the things that he talks about in the book early is this idea of your hidden assets. And I've heard this story, he doesn't mention it in the book, but I've heard this story before called Rembrandt's in the Attic. And it's the whole idea that uh, there are paintings, there are not paintings, there are assets that are worth a lot of money sitting right above you, mainly in your brain. And that's Rembrandts are those things that are just almost, they're almost priceless, but they exist, but there's, you're so close to them. You're, you're in the moment of being yourself. Your identity is all wrapped up in who you are and what you do. And you, we, you and we rarely take time to step back and say, what do I know? What do I know about my business, about my market, about customers, about the world, about economics. I mean, the list goes on and on about knowledge that you've accumulated over the years. So the question becomes, well, if those are truly assets and they sit up there in the brain, they're maybe hardwired in and you're so close to them, you don't see them. How do we break them free to get them out into the world? And I think mind be just being mindful of it and becoming aware of it. And hopefully this podcast will help you a little bit. And I think the goal here is to begin to separate ourselves a little bit from what we know. I think that we identify with our knowledge to the point where we can't separate ourselves from it. And so therefore we can't get a good look at it from a distance. It just, it's just who we are. Well, yeah, I know how to do that, but that's just who I am. No, that's, you have accumulated knowledge to know how to do that thing, accomplish that skill, master that achievement in some way. And now it's time to say, how did I do that? 
And what do I know about that topic? And think about it in the sales world and in the business world. Think about how many examples of that there are. You know how to do something. You're really good at it. You have figured it out along the way. Maybe someone taught you. Maybe it was self-learned. Maybe you read it in a book, but you just are really good at a certain thing. And yet, there's people all around you struggling with the very thing you're good at. And they aren't going to ask you about it, even if they know you're better at it than them because of their ego. Just like they won't ask you about things because of their ego, you won't ask somebody else about things because of your ego. And, and I'm the same way. I just had a situation where I, I've got a coach that helps me in, in marketing and some of our webinar series and things like that. And, and I, I searched, I was just working for two or three months on some ideas and just, they weren't working. They weren't working as well as I wanted them to. And I was reluctant to go to the coach and yet I'm paying him. I mean, this is the craziest thing. I'm paying him to be my coach in this area. And I was reluctant to go to him. You know why? Because I didn't want him to think I was an idiot, stupid, imbecilic. So I didn't go. And then I went and within 24 hours, he fixed the problem. 24 hours, he fixed the problem. Actually, it was less than that. I just happened to sleep 10 of those hours. So I wasn't up for his communication because he's from England. But the point is there uh, that sometimes we are so close to things, we don't even see them. And that's the value of having a coach, actually. And I've had, you know, I do a lot of coaching in my business, obviously. So I'm going to be very, I'm going to be a proponent of coaching. But a lot of times, all a coach does is shine the light on where you're not shining the light. And no, this is not where the light don't shine. It's not that kind of thing. It's sometimes a coach just brings a spotlight to areas of our lives that we're not familiar with because we're so close to them. And they shine the light and you get a glimpse of that and you say, oh, okay. So that's why I do that. That's why all great athletes and performers have coaches because they, you can't see yourself. Even video hides, hides the real you. So... My point here is not to go get a coach, although that may be, if you feel that's, if you're inclined to do that, that's probably a, a wise decision and an awesome investment. The point here is you've got to separate yourself from your knowledge, your expertise, your wisdom, your talents far enough, separate yourself far enough so that you can get a look at them and say, okay, how do I take these and and turn it into a business. And I'm not talking about going into the consulting or coaching business, but how do I leverage this? That's probably a better way to look at it. How do I leverage it in, my, in your own business? I was with a group of uh, dental specialists who sell equipment into the dental business here a couple of weeks ago. And these guys are, and ladies, probably 90% guys, but they're all very good at what they do. Just very good. They're, if, if you're a dentist in L.A. or California and you want to improve your office in any way, these are the guys you want. I mean, they're just, I saw some shots of pictures of things that they did before and after pictures. But even though they had all this knowledge, they were not using it. They were not using their asset. And so part of the four-hour program that I did with them and that I do with almost every company I go into is say, what are you not using? What are you sitting on right now? Where are the Rembrandts in the attic that you have that are sitting up there waiting to be leveraged, but you haven't done it yet? And I would encourage you to ask yourself the same question. And you can do this too. 
This is not this is not a difficult conversation, difficult assignment. You can do this. I encourage you to do it. I think you'll find that amazing things will happen to you when you can start to separate yourself from what you know. So there's three areas of assets that I think are important here. And there's lots more than this, but I'm going to start with three today. Number one is relationships. I think relationships are an asset. I don't want to look at all of my relationships as assets to, for me to go leverage so that I can get more for myself and leave the relationship in the dust. That's not how we need to look at that. It's just we've got relationships with people. Are we nurturing them? Are we helping them flourish in their world? Are we? I've got a friend of mine who has about 20 relationships that he has in the business world. These are business, primarily business, and it's lead exchange. And it's just, you know, get to know people. We all have 20 of those. He sends them a book every month. And he spends, uh, you know, he spends probably $200 a month, 20 times 10. Sometimes it's an ebook, sometimes it's a physical book. He sends them a book every month. And so every month they get something from this person. And it's not, hey, I'm sending you this book, so I want a lead or two. But guess what's happened? Just because of the law of reciprocation, guess what happens? He gets called into all these meetings. These people love him because every every month there's a gift. That's an example of leveraging a relationship. Number two, experiences. What experiences do you have on a daily basis that should be given voice to, that should be declared, should be behind the megaphone saying, hey, look, look what this customer was struggling with. Look what they did when they called me in. Look what we did when we started to work through the process and look what their life looks like now. That's an experience. It's a great client story, a great client testimonial. That is an asset. Yeah, your financial 401k, that's an asset. Yeah, your house, yeah, sometimes a house is an asset, sometimes not. Car, it's an asset that has value. It's probably under probably underwater like the rest of us are if you're on payment. But those aren't really the best assets. The best assets are these digital intangible assets. I heard a guy talk about the assets of some of the top companies today like Amazon, Facebook. They're not, 60% of their assets are not in are not in land or in warehousing space. It's in digital. It's in digital. It's in software. It's in systems. It's in intangible assets. And I think it's the same thing with us. Number three is know-how. Another area of assets is know-how. What do you know how to do? I talked about that earlier. Can you separate yourself from the knowledge that you have so that we can get a good long look at it? I coach a uh, a person who's a business owner uh, overseas, and one of the things that he's asked me to help him with is is documenting his business and systematizing his business. And he didn't have he had very few systems, had a few, and he was, it was a moderately successful dude. And but once we started to get into what he knew, my gosh, he knows so much about this market and this world, and he's not documenting any of it. Nobody knows that he knows all that he knows about this market. And so he started, and guess what's happened? Good things have happened. People come out of the woodwork. People say, you know, I, I didn't know, John, that you knew that. Uh, I want some help with that. It's changed his whole world. But until you document it and separate yourself so that you can see what it is you're, you know, you're not going to be able to shoot video or write articles about it because you, it's, it's you. It's too close to you. So I hope that helps you today. I wanted to shoot this uh, quick audio and let you know that uh, assets are really important 
And I think we spent a lot of time on sales and marketing trips, tricks and tips and strategies and tactics and language. And I know I'm guilty of that a little bit. Sometimes I think we need to get back and say, wait a minute, what do I know that could generate a million dollars a year? I bet you know things right now that could generate a million dollars of personal income for you. But if you don't know how to get to it, uh, then you won't ever get to it. I can be reached at BillKasky.com. Plenty of places there for you to pop in your name, email address, and uh, if you want to talk about any kind of work that I might be able to help you with and help you accomplish your goals quicker, happy to do it. See you next time. Bye.